Episode 77, the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of scripture, prayer and reflection. protector, O God, a mighty stronghold to save me, for you are my rock, my stronghold. Lead me, guide me, for the sake of your name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone as we gather together for this sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year B. So brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ have mercy. You bring light to those in darkness. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Leviticus. Chapter 13, verses 1 to 2 and 45 to 46. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When someone has on the skin of their body a swelling, or an eruption, or a spot, 
and it turns into a leprous disease on the skin of their body, that person shall be brought to Aaron the priest, or to one of his sons the priests. Anyone who has the leprous disease shall wear torn clothes, and let the hair of their head be dishevelled, and shall cover their upper lip and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! That person shall remain unclean as long as the disease persists, and being unclean, such a one shall live alone with their dwelling outside the camp. The Word of the Lord You are my refuge, Lord, with deliverance you surround me. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the one to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. You are my refuge, Lord, with deliverance you surround me. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 10, verses 31 to 11.1 Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Give no offence to Jews or to Greeks, or to the Church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, so that they may be saved. Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia Alleluia. A great prophet has risen among us. God has looked favorably on his people. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 1, verses 40 to 45 A man with leprosy came to Jesus, begging him, and kneeling, said to Jesus, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, Jesus sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, 
But go, show yourself to the priest, an offering for your cleansing what Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But the man went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into any town openly, but stayed out in the country, and people came to Jesus from every quarter. The Gospel of the Lord Before I give my homily, we'll listen to a special pre-Lenten message from the Archbishop of Brisbane, Archbishop Mark Coleridge. Greetings to all of you as we look towards Lent and to Easter that lies beyond. Last December, the Royal Commission into Institutional Responses to Child Sexual Abuse handed down its final report, as you know. Like the Australian Government and many other institutions, the Catholic Bishops of Australia and the leaders of religious institutes are currently studying the final report and its recommendations. In the long years since the tragedy of child sexual abuse within the Catholic community became known, the Church has committed to policies, procedures and structures to respond better to the survivors of abuse and their families, to establish professional standards for all ministers and church workers, and to safeguard children and vulnerable people in every way. For the Church, as for other institutions, this has involved gradual learning and development, and so it will continue to be. Through these years, Australia's bishops and other church leaders have often expressed their sorrow and have offered their apology for what has occurred in the past, the harm suffered by victims, the instances of cover-up, the failure to believe survivors' stories and to respond with compassion and justice, and the distress that many still experience. Our apologies have at times seemed too little, not because they are insincere, but because trust has been broken. So we stand firm in our resolve to ensure that the abuse of children never happens again in the Catholic Church and to build new bonds of trust. With the Royal Commission concluded, our country and our church enter into a new moment. We're calling upon the Catholic community in Australia now to embrace the new moment by beginning this penitential season of Lent with three days of fasting and reparation, Ash Wednesday, the Thursday following, and the Friday following. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now these are spiritual practices which express our desire for God's reconciling and healing grace. Through fasting, we stand in solidarity with the victims of abuse, whose much deeper hunger is for healing and peace in their lives. Through reparation, we make amends for the sin of those in the church who abuse children or who failed to listen and to act when they should have. The days of fasting and reparation in sorrow for child sexual abuse and for the healing of victims will be marked by prayer in our homes and in our Catholic communities. The bishops have produced special resources for these days and these have been distributed to the parishes for use far and wide. They'll also be available on the Archdiocesan website. So please take to heart the importance of these three days in preparing the whole church to respond to the recommendations of the Royal Commission 
and to make the great journey from Ash Wednesday to Easter. We can't undo the past, but we can, with God's help, make the future better. The Gospel today is a wonderful example of God's great desire to reach out and touch us, to include and heal us. There's sadly, as we know, much illness and suffering in the world. We pray that those who are sick, who are suffering, will be healed of their illness and brought out of their suffering. And in every case, may the Lord touch their lives with peace and strength and assure them that God is with them in this difficult journey. Today's Gospel makes it really clear that God loves us completely and desires that we be whole, healed, freed from the burden of suffering and reunited with our community. Jesus is the compassion of God and our Lord shows us the endless depths of that compassion and love for all. God loves us so much that our Lord reaches out and touches us. Because Jesus is the Son of God, he could simply have said to the leper, you are healed, and he would have been healed. But the poor man was suffering illness, and even more so he was suffering from isolation from his community. He was alone. He couldn't even be touched or go near anyone. Jesus reaches out and touches him and brings him back into the community, healing his spirit as well as his body. According to Jewish law, those who are considered unclean, such as this leper, had to stay away. It must have been torture to be not only sick, but also to be a thing of horror and revulsion to everyone who runs away from them. Anyone who is touched by someone unclean, according to the Jewish law of Jesus' time, is regarded by the law to also be unclean, even if they don't show any signs of illness. They become outcasts from society too for a given set of time until it is clear that they have not developed any signs of the disease. Jesus, by touching this leper, shows that when there is illness or suffering, God does not just have a deep concern for the people involved, but that God is right there in the middle of it, touching those who are hurt, taking on their pain, their illness, their suffering, sharing it and working to heal it. Jesus is not just in the midst of suffering, Jesus is in the people who suffer and in the people who reach out to help those who are suffering. God's concern, God's love and involvement is so deep, it's that complete. The Gospel also shows us that our Lord respected the religious law of his time. He respected deeply and kept the law of Moses. He did not come to abolish the law of Moses, but rather to complete it, to perfect it, to give it its correct sense. So when the man is cured, he's cured instantly. Our Lord could have said, you're cured, so go on your way. You don't need to prove it to anyone. But no, he asks the man to fulfill the law by having his illness officially declared cured. All of us pray to be freed of illness and free of sin, just as leprosy was and is contagious, so also sin can be contagious in its own way. We often forget that sin can be caught 
by the example of others. All we need to do is remind ourselves and read the paper or watch the television for a few days. Almost always there are articles in the newspapers and presentations on television that seek to change our minds, our hearts, to accept values that are of this world and not of the gospel. That's how sin and opposing values to the gospel spread. Engaging with and being open to those beliefs has compromised the values of the world. As always, we're invited to follow the Lord and live by His values, the values given to us in the Holy Scriptures. Our Lord is a healer, one who's constantly bringing good health to others, both physically and spiritually. We're called to pray for the physical health of one another, as well as the spiritual health of each other. Jesus is right there in the midst of his people, reaching out and touching those most isolated, most rejected and most in need. As I mentioned, he could have just healed the leper by speaking. He had done that in the past. But in this case, to show his compassion and love and reconnect the leper to the community and show the true meaning of God's law, he reached out and took on the risk of being declared unclean in order to show that man that he wanted to connect him back to the community as well as heal him. Our Lord could have just waved his hands and cured anyone in the world, but the healing itself was not merely for itself. It was out of compassion. It was a moving encounter with God who is loving and compassionate and deeply involved in our lives and who offers us more than healing, but a place in God's family, inclusion, those who cured would eventually get sick again, and eventually all will reach the end of our lives. But he was offering them a peace and an inclusion, membership of God's family, that will stay with them in this life and the next. And that needs a life-changing encounter with the loving touch of Christ and his gospel. Our Lord also shows us God's attitude towards our suffering. When Jesus declares, of course I want to heal you. God's compassion and love for others is the key to everything our Lord says and does. Our Lord put people first, and at the same time he put his heavenly Father first, because love of God, love of neighbour, and love and care of oneself are different aspects of the same one teaching. St. Paul, in the second reading, sums it up so beautifully. He says, in our ministries, in our service, in our lives, Whatever you do at all, do it for the glory of God. Try to be helpful to everyone at all times, not anxious for one's own advantage, but for the advantage of everyone else, so they might all be saved. And that is at the heart of what we do. Everything for the honour and glory of God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. 
Amen. Conscious of the words of today's Gospel that God will grant anything we ask in the name of Jesus, we now pray. That the Church, as a communion of love, may continue to be a sign of your love for all people. Lord, hear us. That all Christians may show their faith in the risen Lord by a life of practical service for others. Lord, hear us. That political leaders may act with a concern for the poor and the underprivileged. Lord, hear us that in the faces of the poor and rejected of today's society we may see images of the suffering Jesus. Lord, hear us. In thanksgiving for graces received and prayers answered. Lord, hear us for the special intentions of our heart spoken silently at this point. Lord, hear us. For those who are ill and for those who care for them, may the Lord grant them healing, peace and strength. Lord, hear us that the dead may share in the joy of eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of love, we humbly ask you to listen to our prayers. Help us to live as brothers and sisters in Christ. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. May this oblation, O Lord, we pray, cleanse and renew us, and may it become for those who do your will the source of eternal reward. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed man in your own image and set humanity over the whole world in all its wonder to rule in your name over all you have made, and for ever praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that all who believe in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Let us pray. Having fed upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we may always long for that food by which we truly live. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. The texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989, by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. Adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms, copyright 2009, by the same. Faith, Hope and Love theme, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 4-13, and set to original music, copyright 1996 and 2016, by Paul W. Kelly. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. May God bless and keep you.